every biscuit yeah. that no one's ever pied. Hey, you're listening to Lowest Common Phenominator. I am one of your hosts, Vanessa Gritton. And I am another one of your hosts, Olivia Idar. And that was an intro. Yeah, that was, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just uh, I, I'm feeling especially wild today. Yeah, it's a it's a loose episode today. Uh, we're kind of starting off this new mini series, uh, and it's a little bit longer uh, than your average one. Uh, and so we're like, well, we'll uh, we'll set up what we're doing, and we'll uh, we'll uh, talk about just a general video gamey thing. That's a that's our topic for this uh, month. That's what yeah, we're doing. our topic for the month is video games. Uh, we're exclusively only gonna be talking about the Lana Del Rey song "Video Games." Yes, exactly, and the, nothing else. I and I I totally know that song, uh, and uh, can reference it at will. Oh, fun video game fact. Uh, <laughs> not at all a video game fact. It has nothing to do with the kind of video game, but it was one thing I told you earlier. Oh, I was expecting a Lana Del Rey's video game. No, we're over I that could, bit anything, now. Literally anything about that could be a fun Lana Del Rey video game fact for me. We slammed the door on that premise. Okay, I had uh, no idea. I am done <laughs> with the are, Lana Del Rey video moving past game it. And I am moving blowing, along. Blowing straight into the part where I can't hum the John Carpenter Halloween theme without it becoming more like oh, Yeah, we're really moving past it. <laughs> Help, why am I like that? I don't know. <laughs> I I did it for like the fifth time this week today. Yeah, and uh, it's on your mind. No, I think everything that I try to sing becomes Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's like, did you ever know that you're my da 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 da? <laughs> now I'm trying to uh, think of things to scream that uh, could work, but uh, I, I can't think of anything. Running up that no. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> just that's everything in my head becomes that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, kid. <laughs> I well, got nothing. We're talking about Mortal Kombat today. Yeah, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> uh, no, we're not talking about Mortal Kombat today. <laughs> it's a bit, Olivia. Stick. I'm, I'm in a bit kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're like going from bit to bit faster than I can even get on one bit. <laughs> I. Uh... By the time I'm like participating in the bit. You've moved on to another bit. Oh, you aren't on the bit that I'm on right now about glue? What? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not on that bit. <laughs> I, I have no idea where I am. I'm peeking all over the place. I'm going wild. I'm, 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 I don't know. Uh, we're talking about Pokemon. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going to just, uh, we're gonna, now we're going to start the, the episode title. <coughs> Okay, yeah, sure. I'm down for that. <laughs> Vanessa's tired. She's working too much. She's a big Hollywood one. big shot. Yeah, she is, again, on one. We've we've discussed being on one in the past, and she is. I bought a lot of plants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you bought a lot of uh, plants of varying sizes and names. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... You know, it, it's a stressful time, and it, it, we've started this podcast at interesting 
transitionary period in at least one of our lives. And I guess technically in my life, too, but I don't even think about it anymore. But, like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, things are things are crazy. And so um, Vanessa's kind of all over the place. I, I just got to catch them all, Olivia. Yeah, you got to catch everything. I just want to be the very best. Yeah. Like no one ever was. Uh, right, totally. Yeah, we, we that is uh, the the lyrics to that song. The rest of the song is exclusively about Pokemon, so I can't. It is, yeah, no, yeah. Life. Uh, you will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Each Pokemon, and then it goes into Pokemon again. Pokemon, uh, <laughs> that song ripped. Oh, so true. Uh, so yeah, um. We're doing this month about video games. I'm going to try to get us back on track <laughs> for some reason. Uh, You're the conductor. We are doing this month about video games because next week, uh, one of our most anticipated movies of the year is coming out, uh, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu! Uh, <gasps> I, I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> It's really, uh, it's really kind of sad. <laughs> we, the both of us, I, have been chattering about this nonstop. I since have the trailer. so many in emotions invested <laughs> in this movie that, uh, yeah, it's it, it. I've got wild expectations. I think it's going to be really good. <sighs> it looks great. Uh, and all the trailers have been really fun, and, uh, so yeah, we're very excited for this movie, uh, so we decided for this month, uh, we're gonna do a month about video game stuff, related marginali marginalia, and that sort of thing, like, we will, we, we, we'll have a couple episodes that are actually about straight-up video games, like, today we're gonna be talking about, uh, the Pokemon series in all its incarnations, uh, but we're also going to be having some, uh, we got a couple movies, uh, based on video games, including yeah. Detective Pikachu, uh, and another movie that kind of has, uh, a very video game heavy vibe and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of our very vague base plan for what's going on this month. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta, you gotta catch them all. Uh, so, you're a little bit younger than me, so I don't, were you, did you play uh, Red and Blue when they came out? Uh, I don't know if it was right when they came out, but I did play them. Yeah. Uh, most of my video gaming life has involved a Pokemon in some way. Whether it was, you know, Red and Blue or some of the uh, ones that came up after that or the ones that you, uh, you play on, like, the Advance or whatever. Right. To, like, uh, Pokemon Snap. And uh, there's a GameCube one that was, like, Pokemon TV or Pikachu TV or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, like, um, uh, what is it? It is, like, uh, Pikachu and you or something like that. It's, yeah. like, some weird channel Pikachu or something. Yeah. Pretty much most of my life has involved a Pokemon. Totally. And, yeah, it is uh, It is one of the most uh, omnipresent, like, franchises in the world. Yeah, like, it's really, it's kind of funny when I think about how the iconic stuffed animal of most generations was, like, a stuffed bear, but mm -hmm. I am very much of the we all had a stuffed Pikachu totally, generation. Yeah. Uh, I had a cute little fat stuffed Pikachu. Uh. 
and I lost it, and I was so sad. It was maybe the most heartbreaking moment of my childhood, <laughs> losing that goddamn Pikachu, because I remember my parents Aww. sitting on the end of my bed and being like, we can't find it. Honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, and as I got older, a lot of media started parodying Pokemon because yeah. of how pervasive it was. I see South Park and other people doing, like, their riffs And on it. it was one of those, it was like an instant phenomenon. Yeah. As soon as it launched it was like preordained almost it felt like to be a phenomenon it came in the right time when we were like very into collectibles because the 80s had pogs and trading cards and the 80s were very the 80s and early 90s were very much a time for like peak merchandising and collectibles when it came to attaching it yeah to media and pokemon came at the best time for that because we also handheld gaming and the idea of, like, right. adventure on the go. Yeah, yeah, because the Game Boy was taken off. The Game Boy, and just the idea of, like, you can now take this creative and interesting world outside of your home with you. Right, and, right. And venture with it. And Pokemon filled that slot. Totally. And, like, and it is, like, this, th- when you go back to the games, it's this, such a basic uh, premise. Yeah. That really lends itself to the kind of expansion that it's had over the years. Like, it's it's one of those perfect premises uh, where it just, there's limitless possibilities just off of a very simple thing of you get your first thing and then you just are going off on this adventure and you go from town to town and you have a little thing that you do. There's not, like, crazy objectives. There's not, like, really complicated storytelling. It's all very straightforward and it's all focused around these incredibly designed little creatures and i think those especially i mean when when you go back to those original 151 it is like this the design element of it is so nuts it's like each one is so interesting to look at and so think about interesting and so you like cuz you can a really good example is taking the three starters yes. and looking at their evolutions. And it's very much not – you'd imagine the easy cop-out would be, like, cute one, less cute one, intense one. Right. Which is kind of what they go along yeah. with. But each one is so unique in the way they go with it. Yeah. Like, because you have, like, Charizard, which is, like, little dragon, skinny dragon, bigger dragon. You right. think that's how they go across the board. And then you take Bulbasaur, Venusaur, one with cannons. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry, that's uh, Blastoise. Yeah. Uh, Venusaur, and then Blast, uh, Venusaur, and then what's the Well, you're it, you're thinking, you're forgetting Ivysaur in sorry. the middle. Ivysaur and then Venusaur, yeah. and then it becomes, like, something, like, primal and insane. Yeah. And then you take, like, the Squirtle evolutions, and then it becomes very, like, almost tank-like as it goes along. Yeah, well, like, Squirtle and Wartortle are almost exactly the same design, just one has little weird cloud puff ears. Yeah. And then Blastoise is a uh, dinosaur with cannons on its back, basically. And each one has its own kind of personality and look built into it. Yeah, it's very – it's made specifically so every kid can have a favorite. And your favorite is – has its own cool things that it can do that other ones can't do. Oh, my God. So when I was getting the tattoo that I have on my thigh, we were talking about how much we loved – Pokemon, yeah, and how excited we were for Detective Pikachu. And my tattoo artist was like, "What's your favorite Pokemon?" And I was like, 
Oh, man. Um, I've always been like, I mean, I love Ninetales, but I think I've always been like a Vulpix kind of girl. Yeah. And he goes, man, you're a total lesbian. And I was like, <laughs> what? How are you half true? Uh, <laughs> how did you arrive there? Vulpix I, is very bisexual. Thank you. <laughs> but also like still cute. I love how they've become almost like a horoscope for people. Yeah, totally. It's like, uh, you are such a total, like, uh, you're a real Psyduck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's my, uh, I, that's who I've come to in my later years yeah. is Psyduck. I love Psyduck. Olivia Hyduck. I, I, I just like looking at Psyduck and thinking about Psyduck. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just like <laughs> contemplating Psyduck. Uh, they, you know, it's always got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just always confused, and it's soft and round and cute, and I'm just into it. I'm so into <laughs> it. I love I love Psyduck. I love the idea of creating <laughs> a book <laughs> written by you that's just called Contemplating Psyduck. <laughs> I just, yeah, how I think about Pokemon. It's like, look at this guy. What's this guy thinking about? What's this guy's deal? <laughs> That's I, every time I've seen one of these new. That's the thing about we can't talk too much about Detective Pikachu because we are going to do an entire episode. About yeah, that's gonna it happen. Next so we week. have to like, but like try that, and read it in. But like that is it. The way they've been marketing it has totally tied into how I enjoy and consume Pokemon, which yeah. is just like, look at that guy. <laughs> look that. I, what? Look, what's his deal? You're so cool looking. I want to. <laughs> I want to know more about you. What is this? I'm just. I'm so. Uh, I'm so taken by the design element of yeah. it. Yeah. I just love. Look at. They're so evocative. Well, like, we're we all immediately gravitate to just how they're designed for everyone to have a favorite, and they're yeah. so beautiful and vibrant and interesting to the regions that they come in. Yeah. And how their different types meld in. But sometimes we don't really think about the world that was built in totally. Pokemon. And first of all, the fucking bananas ass choice to be like every single cop and every nurse is related to each other and they're yeah, they're, all, they're all the same person. Which is born out of video games. Yeah. Like especially video game limitations of the time. Like every like you couldn't have like a ton of different looking characters. Yeah. And you know, in the game they're just little sprites. They don't even have like pictures that pop up for most of them. But like they all are the same little sprite for each character. Exactly. You can't can't design too many different ones. But yeah, in the anime then that becomes this whole weird thing. It becomes <laughs> this running joke. They're all identical. And I think the reason the anime works is that it is so deeply inspired by the gameplay situation. Yes, yeah. Because the gameplay is very much, come to this town, everything's kind of the same, but you learn an interesting story about the people there. Yeah, it is like, it. it's both its strength and its major weakness, where yeah. it's so uh, tied to the, the games that it feels like a kid telling you about his time playing Pokemon sometimes. Like I, I have a great affinity for the the old an, original anime that started airing in like nineteen ninety seven, uh, but if you've if you've gone back to revisit it, it is a uh, it's definitely a work of its time. It's definitely a piece of uh, children's entertainment from the mid nineties, 
where it is uh, glacially paced and uh, mostly designed to sell you uh, toys and merchandise. Uh, that doesn't mean it doesn't have – it has its merits. I mean, for one thing, it has the amazing design, you know, uh, character designs from the original game going for it. Uh, but also, like, it, it is this uh, very simple and easy story to follow. You can kind of jump in and out whenever. And it does have some fun uh, story arcs, but I think our minds compress them into uh, all the good pieces and kind of leave out the... Uh, Yikes pieces. Lot, well, and just, like, the fluff where, yeah. like, nothing happens is, like, a big part of the anime. Oh, yeah. There's so many episodes in between that I'm just, like, skippable. skippable oh, yeah. Skippable. I mean, and, they're all just walking from city to city. Yeah. It's kind of boring. They're walking. He's hungry. He's horny. Well, and she's he's, angry. He is a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. And, like... He makes some 10-year-old kid-ass decisions. He just doesn't... I mean, yeah. It, you know, Ash is just, like, not very compelling character to follow if you're not also a 10 year old kid and like he just he has the priorities of a 10 year old and doesn't like uh yeah uh doesn't necessarily work if you're watching as an adult but also it's not made for adults so it doesn't really matter it's just uh it's one of those things where nostalgia can kind of blind you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, make you make you kind of not notice the things that uh, are uh, very big drawbacks. Yeah, like uh, like the if you remember the the first movie, the Pokemon, the first movie that came out in like. Uh, 1998. I, I waited in line for it. Yeah, I was I was like crazy into that movie. I loved it at the time, and I remember I got the it, gold trading card. Totally same, and the the one that came, the ancient Mew that came uh, in one of them, uh, and like hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember it as being this like, uh tense and action-packed uh, film about a genetically engineered psychic killing machine that goes on a rampage and all this stuff. And uh, that happens, uh, some of it, but, the, man, is that not even close to most of what happens in that movie? It's, it's mostly just a lot of dead air <laughs> as, as a 10-year-old wanders around a castle it's like, wow, you know, nothing's going to show you how your standards have changed as, as you've gotten older than going back and rewatching that and just being like, wow, man, I thought that this was so exciting. I thought this ripped. Uh, but it is not great. But, man, uh, is it a well-designed thing? Yeah. Um, but uh. So uh, we mostly have just talked about, like, the first two games, but, like, First of all, in its like main sweep, there were a lot of really weird games that would come out around the, uh, you know, with a, just a Pokemon veneer. Like there was the pinball game for the Game Boy, uh, and then of course there was Pokemon Snap, yeah, which is like that's one of those games that I always want them to remake because yeah. it's not like it's not necessarily 
the most in-depth or like uh you know complicated game it's like whatever. an animal crossing type thing where it just makes you makes your brain feel good it's complete like i feel like a remade one could be just like the perfect zen game yeah where like instead you know instead of it just being a walking simulator where you're just like walking through these uh zen like environments which or and solving puzzles or whatever like which is fine uh you know for its own thing but to just be in the car and to and all you've got to do is like trundle along in this car slowly and take pictures and then your pictures get graded uh i think that that would be a and also it's pokemon so of course it'd be a big hit i don't know i feel like people would be into that especially with the switch but it being portable and stuff yeah i don't know i feel like they should really remake that pokemon snap rule it's about <laughs> really, time it's about fucking time i really love that game that game rips Ugh, it's a lot of Pokemon games are Zen for me, though. And, like, I was beyond psyched when they were finally playable, fightable characters in Smash. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a kind of entity that I've been waiting for forever because a lot of the time I only knew it as a turn-based thing. And right. I always wanted to play it similarly to the way I saw in the TV series. So when they came along in Smash, Smash almost became, like, another Pokemon game for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that the Pokemon were always some of my favorite characters. Well, and also their levels – the, like, the fact that Pokemon became integrated into yeah. an item and game-playing strategy in Smash yeah. speaks to the game it's, itself. Like, the fact that the second a Pokeball landed on the screen, everyone would be like, oh, shit, yeah, and then just lunge the right for it. Totally. Uh, it. It became one of those items where if it was gone, you'd miss it. Yeah. It became as iconic in Smash as the hammer or the, the totally, star or any yeah. of those other items. One of the most iconic Smash items, definitely. Yeah, and it kind of, it filled the hole for me that the new games f finally got to filling. Yeah. Uh, they're still turn by turn, but I get a lot of that satisfaction from it. Yeah, and I, and I really, uh, I think that the way that they've developed the turn-based battles is really uh, fun and dynamic and keeps it flowing pretty quickly. Uh, and... The fact that it, that turn-based element is dramatized in the anime also kind of, uh, I don't know, makes it work a little bit better. Because it's like, uh, you know, you're seeing, you are able to be, now you're role-playing as Ash because you're, like, giving your commands to your Pikachu or whatever. Uh, they did that. I think that's one of those things that they adapted really well. Uh, but they did, they, they've made... Pokemon fighting games recently called Pokemon Tournament. Uh, and I uh, couldn't really get into them. But I didn't like it very much. <laughs> it's weird. if They controlled really strangely. Yeah. Uh, if they weren't just like... If they were like a, just a really simple, just like a normal fighter where you've got like an, an attack, a couple attack buttons, a couple special buttons, that sort of thing. And you're just like on a 2D plane or even a 3D. Like, I could understand that, but this mm -hmm. is like, you're like, you've got to input all these, it's very complicated. I can't even really describe it because I barely yeah. understood it when I was playing it. But it's like, you input these chains of commands that then get executed and they, but they, other the other player like can counter the chains. It's very strange. Yeah. I, 
not what you are thinking when you think Pokemon fighting game. Yeah. You know? Uh, very weird. But, uh, and they've made, like, before they got to the modern uh, systems, like, for the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube, they had uh, these, like, the Pokemon Stadium and the Pokemon Coliseum that let you, like, engage in 3D battles mm. with the Pokemon, which was, uh, I mean, when uh, the original stadium came out in the Nintendo 64, that was, like, a landmark day for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, was... That I was, get to be here? Yeah, that was, like, one of the first games that I, like, made sure to buy, like, like asked for to get on, like, day one. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it, just to have the, the fights happen in 3D was so crazy. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I was, like hella psyched about when I came to the Pokemon universe was I like anything that starts to develop its own kind of like mythos. Yeah. <laughs> and early Pokemon games are one of like the most looked up things in terms of like video games on Snopes. Yeah. Uh, whether it be like the confirmed ones, like uh, like weird glitches that would happen, like um, oh, right. Missing No. Yeah. Uh, or the ones about people going insane listening to the Lavender Town music. Oh. I was obsessed with That's how so something funny. got so popular that it developed urban legends. Yeah, I, I, you see, I don't, I don't know about any of that stuff. Okay, so fill us in on Missing No while I look up some of the urban legends because well, they're very fun. Missing No uh, was a weird like glitch Pokemon. I can't remember like the exact details of Missing No. But it was like uh, you had to like find it through a glitch, right? Yeah, you. Some people would come across it naturally. Other people would try and like. There's hundreds of YouTube videos yeah. that explain how one would get to it. Um, but basically, it was in red and gl- red and blue, and it was a glitch that people essentially put in Pokemon lore as a glitch type. Yeah. Um, so they would pop up as either just straight question marks or just a question mark or the word missing no. Um, and, uh, the cry was usually the same of like the blank cry that like a Nidoran would have, you know, just like the general like, uh, noise. And eventually it became like a thing that people wanted to hunt down on their own. Yeah. Uh, well, when you make a game that's about collecting every different type of thing that's in the game, then... That's bound to happen. Yeah, because they also, what happen is, like, yellow forms or fossil forms or Kabutops por- forms or Aerodactyl or ghost forms. Mm. So then it was like, now we got to cause all of the glitches. Uh, and it, it it speaks to the kind of fan base where it's like, there's so much lore in the actual game that it's like, there has to be lore on the outside now. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Uh, it was, Pokemon was originally designed for Satanists. <laughs> uh, of a 2012 interview, it popped up again because of the popularity of Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. uh, but it was the claim that the creator of Pokemon said in an interview that the game is anti-Christian and was developed with Satanists in mind. Totally. Obviously, this one was proved uh, hella false. Oh, really? Uh, he like he the thing that was taken out of context was that he created the video game as like an answer towards life not so much like religion but like it was done as like a humorous fiction piece yeah that somebody had made uh and of course people don't understand 
satire. Yeah, I mean, because in reality, the game wild. was created for something so much simpler, yeah. which was it was based on <laughs> his love for collecting bugs. Yeah, that's totally. Literally, it. I mean, uh, that makes total sense. Yeah, uh, that's it, what the game is. It's basically someone read an onion piece and they were like, "This is real." Yeah. When we actually is just like, I like manga and I collected bugs in a jar. Yeah, makes sense. And it, that's the kind of game you come up with. Absolutely. <laughs> is a uh, makes sense because i was a bug kid for yeah, a little bit totally but yeah there's ones about pokemon seizures that are real uh yeah that one's not an urban legend that's a that's a real thing that's the only like scare thing that i remember from being a kid there's a bunch from red and blue but once go came out so much more yeah about like people walking into traffic and about people uh, refusing medical help and yeah. basically the kind of thing that's just like we should talk about technological go. technological hysteria and pokemon go triggered like the second wave of this. I literally completely miss, like, there was, like, a three-week period in L.A. where everyone that I knew was obsessed with Pokemon Go and was talking about it nonstop and would not stop and would just do it all the time. And yeah. And we were obsessed with Pokemon Go. Phone out, looking for Pokestops and by open mics and like, hangout bars. It was this exact three-week period that I did not have a phone. And could not play Pokemon Go. What a trap. <laughs> and so I- by the time I got it, it was like the whole fad was over. It was just done. What a tragedy. It was like it, it was like three weeks in, two, in 2016 where everyone was obsessed with Pokemon Go. I will say it's back. People are playing again. Yeah. Because they just redid a bunch of shit that people wanted different anyways. Oh, right so like a lot of people have gotten back into Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I downloaded it recently because it has connectivity with Pokemon Let's Go, which I also own on the Switch, which is yeah. a really fun experience, especially if you were a fan of Red and Blue uh, or Yellow, uh, which it's much more like. But uh, those are uh, very fun games, the Pokemon Let's Go. I love those. And, like... I remember when Pokemon Go came out, like, we would even go to the Redondo Beach Pier to, like, catch water types and see, like, yeah. roving groups of Pokemon Go people. It, and it, it was, was nuts. It was, it was nuts, but it was also nice because we all got outside no, cool. and we kept like, running I, each other out there. I thought it was very cool that people were, like, so into it. I was it. running in and out of parks, and I hadn't done that in my 20s forever. <laughs> and, like, the game actually, the week it came out, came out at, like, a truly blessed time. Yeah. Because uh, just to share a sweet anecdote in terms of, like, I've noticed everybody has this game coming out in a moment when they're just their heads are awful and they need something to exhale yeah. with. Pokemon Go uh, came out when, uh, unfortunately, my uh, ex and beloved friend of the show, Kevin's father, had passed. Mm. And the week that we drove up for the funeral, the game had come out. And we all just kind of like downloaded it as like a thing to do in between downtime. Yeah. But then it became just like a moment of exhaling of just like me and these other like young adults running around a park and, like, kind of forgetting about, like, things that were awful in that moment and just being like, there's a gold bat over here! (laughs) And it was such a sweet moment of levity in such an awful time. And then it, like, tied in with, like, thinking about how, like, funny that would have been for his, like, his dad to be around because he really liked Pokemon. And then it... It, it was almost, like, wondrous that it came out in that time. Yeah. And uh, so I have this very, like, thankful place for Pokemon Go where it, like, gave a group of people having an ass time something 
light and sweet Aww. and interactive with each other. Well, that's nice. So I'll always be very thankful for Pokemon Go for that. Yeah, I think it was very cool that that... And that's, like, so many people's, like, main entry point to Pokemon right now. Because I don't think, uh... I don't think the 3DS is, like, a crazy popular. At least, like, definitely not with people our age. <laughs> and especially not as accessible as phones are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I feel like right now most people's main interactions with uh, Pokemon is through Go. I mean, that's why they named the last Switch games uh, Let's Go because it was because it did ape a lot of the design elements from yeah. from that. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I I still haven't played it very much. I I really you know because uh, the only time I'm only ever driving places really, and so and I've seen people play Pokemon Go. During those crazy three weeks, yep. like I, I would see people playing Pokemon Go in the car while they were driving. I'm like, guys, okay, you gotta chill, you gotta chill the fuck out on this. You can't, you can't be doing that. Oh, let me read to you some of the fake Pokemon stories that popped up around Pokemon Go because people, okay. especially, yeah, especially when it comes to Pokemon, there's a lot of just like faux stories because well, people I like mean, to really like latch on to whatever kids are obsessed with and they don't understand. Yeah, and also, like, there's bound to be more because it is so monumentally popular. Yeah, and so every time there's a wave of a Pokemon thing, there's a latch of rumors. And because this one also had something to do with cell phones, which is something anybody over the age of 40 automatically assumes is going to melt your brain. Uh, (laughs) These are (laughs) all Snopes fakes. Pokemon Go. Teen kills younger brother because he thought he deleted his Pokemon. (laughs) Teen stumbles on dead body while playing Pokemon Go. Oh, well. Man sues Pokemon by me. Man sues Pokemon Go company for 500 million after being hit by car. <laughs> Pokemon Go major highway accident after man stops in middle of highway to catch Pikachu. This one has an exclamation mark in the headline, which is tacky as a writer. Yeah. Isis is taking responsibility for Pokemon Go login problem server issues. I mean, that does seem like something Isis would do. One-year-old baby survives two weeks being eaten by roaches after mom dies in shower. That one has nothing to do with that one. Why Whoa. is it on a lineup? Whoa. Why was that? Oh, boy. I read it like it was a prompter read. Gotta catch them like all. Ron Burgundy. Jeez. <laughs> it was in the Did lineup. She, what? She caught all the roaches. Well, the next one. The next one is Pokemon based, and it feels weird to come back from no, that. No, we gotta we gotta keep moving. Teen playing Pokemon we definitely Go. Definitely can't stay on the baby being eaten by roaches. It was in it was in that, that list. That was the most Why casual the- <laughs> I've ever heard ah. anyone talk about a baby being eaten by roaches. It's just like so chill. <laughs> Teen. Oh yeah, this this classic story. Where uh, a mom fell and died in her shower and her baby was eaten by roaches. <laughs> yeah, we've all heard this one before. Taylor's old this time. <laughs> Whoops. So, teen playing Pokemon Go stabbed and mugged for his iPhone in Bad Neighborhood is the last one. What? I mean, but that doesn't even, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with Pokemon Go. Oh, that's, yep. That's just someone trying to scare people about black people. The ISIS one is hilarious, and yeah, that one's that one definitely that is something that a thirteen-year-old would write on the internet. Cartel press. 
I don't know what cartel press is. They're like, uh, how do I describe them? Uh, they're like, they, their whole thing is writing just sensationalist headlines, uh, for money. Cool. Like, that's just their whole thing. Like, their whole thing is just clickbait. Awesome. Good, good for you guys. I'm so happy that you exist. You're definitely not destroying our society. So happy for you. Good job. You're making money. If we could do an entire episode about how those people are ruining. I feel like it would be actually a real ruining, tonal shift. It'd be just three hours of us just screaming into the mic. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be three hours of, ah, into the mic. literally why we're not ever going to do that. Well, I, yeah, because I'm being protective of my blood pressure. We talk about Pokemon. We talk about Pokemon and exclusively Pokemon. Specifically, which one is your favorite, but which one are you really? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm I am Psyduck. Yeah. I, we've established this already. That's just who I am on the inside. Who I've always been is Psyduck. Uh, and you know, as far as who I like. You know, I really loved, I've always really loved the design of Mew. I've always loved Mew. Mew. I think it's very cute. And, like, I like the idea that it's just, like, crazy powerful but also adorable. I like that. I think I love Vulpix and I love Ninetales and those are my favorites. But emotionally, I'm like a puff. Uh, (laughs) yeah that's definitely where i'm like i'm soft and squishy and i'm very easily hurt and i really need attention i'm gonna get upset if i don't get it to take naps and i really like naps (laughs) and also uh it total coincidence only pokemon impression i can do uh only one but i i think i'm like emotionally a jigglypuff all the time hell yeah uh that's fair i i i completely agree with that you are jigglypuff uh, and uh, I get just as puffy when I'm very, very angry, <laughs> and uh, I have a very similar, just yeah. like round body type, just like <laughs> a circle. Puff. Spent so long. Yeah. So long practicing that. Just got oh, real man. high one day and just started going like on my couch. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. I uh. I'd say if I had to go with any of the later – okay, here's a fun yeah, fact about the later designs. I don't know – like, <laughs> I didn't have a Game Boy for years, and so I've, I ha- I don't only have experience with the most recent – Where they look like lamps. Where, where they are literally like, here's an ice cream cone, and it's also alive. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the first ones are like – here, it's fuzzy and it's got big eyes and yeah. it makes you want to love it and take it's care an, of it forever. It's an animal, and there are some there, but there are still some new ones that are also doing that. Yeah, where they're just like all eyes or just like that fucking panda. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, um, it's like Pancham or something is the little one, oh, and then he's got a he's got a big the the bigger one with like the straw in his mouth. Very very good. Yes, little I like panda, that guy. Big panda. Uh, also. Uh, They've, they're having the new ones. They're putting the new ones in Detective Pikachu, which I think is a great idea. They shouldn't just – I don't want it to just be a nostalgia wank of just the old generation. Yeah. Because that's boring. No, the new you generation is a very – New stuff too. And innovative characters. Like being yeah. able to 
It sounds fucking dumb, but being able to play as a girl was revolutionary for oh, me. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, I w- wanted to put myself in video games so badly, and the main characters were either Lara Croft or, <laughs> like, just, te- like, small boy. And the ability to be, like, cool, a young girl, even though yeah. it's going to be a long time before she even has a skin tone as close to what mine is, <laughs> yeah. they're good enough. Yeah, totally. They're, they, they've slowly gotten better and better, and, yeah. Uh, it is cool that you can customize to a little bit more degree now. I, I like the newer games. I, I just, it literally is just a case of I just haven't played them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I try to catch up. I, I have emulators for Game Boy Advance and DS, so I'm trying to catch up on the ones that I missed. But also, my time is limited on this planet, and I... They are very long games. I do not have the time they're to do all of them. Extremely long games, which is to their credit. I mean, they're made to be long, but like, holy moly, I just can't play them all. Yeah. But I can admire their designs, and I do like a lot of the new ones. Like, uh, I saw this um, this rufflet, uh, which is like a tiny bird with a giant head. And I'm uh, very into this guy. I am like, I, I want to know what your deal is. Because his head's so big. And I'm just like, this is, you look like a cartoon nerd, but you're a bird. And it's great. Uh, who else? Oh, man. Oh, oh, this other guy. This fucking. Ludicolo? Have you seen this guy? No. <laughs> I'm just like that you become <laughs> Jay Leno when you're talking about Pokemon. This fucking Ludicolo. He he's got a beard. It's a bird. Uh-huh. And it's got a beard. And its hat is like a sombrero chip bowl. Oh man. What? And he's a duck, but he's got a beard, and he's insane, and I'm so into him. <gasps> he looks like a little pineapple. He's got a pineapple head. Oh my god! And did you see? And he, he's in the mo- He's in one of the trailers for the movie. I saw, and he's got this little hand in the mouth. <gasps> I'm, I'm, I'm very into this guy. I like him. I'm a lot of the new ones. The insane mashups of things. Yeah. I love so the one that looks like a straight up chandelier. Yeah. Those like I will say, the ones that I like a lot of the new designs when they are based on animal mashups and weird things like that. When they are the inanimate objects, I'm like, what is going on here? What why is this alive? I don't like there are chandeliers in nature, and I know that in like the original one fifty one, there are those like there's um, uh, Voltorb, which yeah. is just a or magnemite, yeah, or magnemite, which is like three orbs. But at least with they nuts. had like the big eyes. But they had eyes, yeah, they did have big eyes, uh, but those never really made senses as living beings either. But yeah, 
they just get they get kind of wild. And I like I like that they get wild. I was a big Houndoom but... gal. I liked any or like the, oh. all of the Eevee evolutions. Like yeah, I like Eevee, any of like the cool dog ones. Eevee always has some really cool ones. It was I'm sorry, you said its name was Houndoom. Houndoom. Uh, oh yeah, look at this guy. Isn't he cool? Oh yeah. I would have loved this guy if I was a kid. Yeah, I was a big Houndoom gal. Oh my god. But no, but you know who's great though? Who? Is Houndour. Oh yeah. Who's the pre evolution to Hound uh the He's big really guy. cute and he's got the little oomphie. He's like a little guy. He's like a little <laughs> he's cute like guy. A little Doberman puppy. I loved any ghost or dark type, like Haunter's oh, yeah, on the jam. Totally. Uh, like Ghastly, Ghastly are great. Uh, I I loved any of like the dark psychic levels because I also really yeah. loved playing Sabrina. Totally, she was my favorite one to go up against. I loved each of the gym trainers' aesthetics. Yeah, they always the games had really... reflecting. Yeah, what they were about. Uh, yeah, and it's very good about doing that on all levels. But yeah, especially the gym leaders. Like it's uh, they're very good at. Everything is electricity based, or this is all plant lady, or you know that. Bidoof. Bidoof. Oh I, my oh, god! Yeah, I think I know Bidoof. It Bidoof this and is just gonna be us comes... naming Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine with it, but like... I'm fine with it because the thing is, Bidoof was of an oh, era yes. where everything was adorable because it was Bidoof and then Piplup, which is like a little blue, blue pink. I remember Bidoof. I actually played. The game that had Bidoof. It was the last one that I played before I gave up. But, uh, yeah. I love this guy. There was Bidoof. There was Chimchar. There was Piplup. And then Turtwig, which is like a little turtle with a little leaf on its head. (sighs) Chimchar is quite a name. Chimchar. He was like Uh, a little chimp. And he was also fire. Let's, uh, what are the new guys? I, I forget the, the new guys, uh, their starters' names. I'm trying to remember what the new starters are because I'm um, still on this era of, like, Badoo. <laughs> Where it's like, it was a little bud. And it was perfect. Or, like, Drifloon. <laughs> you don't fuck with Drifloon? Or Chingling? Chingling? It was a bell. It was straight up oh, just a bell. That's weird. No, but it's cute. It's a very cute bell. Look up Chingling. Chingling is adorable. Oh, it's a very adorable bell. Yeah, it was of the like the Suda Widow era. Chingling. Yeah, so it's a bell with Oh, it is a very cute bell. You're right. This is a very adorable bell. It's got little cheeks. It's exactly the, the bell hole makes cheeks on the sides. Pokemon knows how to lean into cheeks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Right. I can't deny it. Sword and Shield's new starters. Here we go. Thank you. Yes. I found Polygon had listed them. Oh. <gasps> they're all they're all great. Oh. Sobble, Groot, yes. and Scorbunny. Sobble. Sobble. I am obsessed with Sobble. It's cheeks and eyes and curly tail. It is a watery chameleon that is sad. Its name is Sobble and it's depressed. That's How is that not up both of our alleys? Uh, I love this guy. Love you, Sobble. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to go with Sobble. I'm probably also going to go with Sobble. I cannot wait. I'm going to be a real big Sobble head. I, I'm so in love with Sobble. Uh, we're going to get married, and that's going to be our love story. I'm going to get married to a Sobble. I would get married to a Sobble if I didn't already vow to get married to a seagull. Oh, yeah. A seagull? 
Yeah, the other day. That's not a Pokemon. I <laughs> they was took so tired. It. We were just listing off so many <laughs> stupid fake fucking names. <laughs> where I was really like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that's an actual animal. <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> Seagull, I choose you. And then Ash just throws a fucking ocean bird into the ring, just like it just, start, it just starts pecking the other trainer. He <laughs> <laughs> just starts trying to eat its eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, I vow it to someday include a character who in no context to Pokemon whatsoever shouts, Seagull, I choose you, and releases a bird into a room. Or or throws in beloved comedy actor Jason Siegel. Is he beloved? Sure. <laughs> I haven't thought Why of him not? since forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's very funny in that. He is very funny in that. He's just a stick. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate like that a, commitment to showing yeah. his dick twice for comedy. Yeah, it was good. Not once. It was funny. Not twice. <laughs> twice. It was a funny dick. What can I say? Uh, anyway. <laughs> seagull, I choose you. Yeah, so why are you going to marry a seagull? I'm sorry, I have lost oh. the thread here completely. <laughs> we didn't have to go, but the other day I was having a day that was just so stressful and awful that I was like, maybe I should just quit the entertainment industry and then walk into the ocean, and then marry a seagull. Sure. Uh, and then I'll adopt a star. Tell you, I mean, I just watched uh, this movie, The Shallows, with uh, with uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yep. Uh, where she shares most of her scenes with a seagull, has incredible chemistry with this seagull. Really knocks these scenes with this seagull out of the park. And this seagull can hold its own. It's a good actor for they a bird. Say the mark for a bird. Pretty yeah. good actor. It's the best seagull in Hollywood. <laughs> and this is including it pronounced Seagal. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a better seagull than Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He couldn't pull off those scenes with Blake Lively on this rock, hiding from the shark. Yeah. He, he, how's he supposed to portray vulnerability? No, I like the idea of He's a log. Steven Seagal He's a human log. standing on a buoy. Like, ka, ka. Hey, hey, ka. Ah, uh, my wing is dislocated. Ka. Hey, I don't know why I'm giving him a Bronx accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, man, my wing it hurts. Blake Lively, can you fix my wing? Because you're a doctor. Hey, doc. Talking about this hot movie from, like, 2014. Okay, they had a very funny, uh, like, 3D thing on your phone where it would be like you're like underwater and the shark's like stalking you. Okay. Uh, and that was... It was the Shallows experience. Yeah. The movie is pretty good. I it was really, actually very It's fun. like 90 minutes long and I had a blast. <laughs> this is a side episode about the Shallows. I watched that the other it's day. The I liked perfect, it. perfect I have some time on my hands It was very fun. <laughs> I really... I was very surprised by how fun that movie was. Yeah. Blake Lively is also a fun actress to watch. I know people tend she's to call good, her She's good, yeah. Her, but she's very fun. I think she's I think she's having a moment right now. I like her. I love you, Blake. Yeah, she's great. What would you like to see in the future from... From Pokemon? From Pokemon. Uh, I like the look of Sword and Shield. That's kind of what I want out of a modern Pokemon game. 
is uh, it's still it's like it's got great graphics and it's doing new things and it's in a new place. Um, I mean, I would really like to see an HD Pokemon Snap. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, they're kind of really knocking it out of the park otherwise. Yeah. I, I'm really into it. I'm asking for nothing just doing. short of giving me a real-life Pokemon. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think that might make them lose their charm super quick. Let me love it. <laughs> Um, I'll lean into capitalism and bad science if it means I get a fucking Pikachu. I feel like it's going to turn out like the island of Dr. Moreau. And I mean like the 1996 movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the Brando be like monstrosity slash uh, <laughs> piece of important historical media. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I really, I, I'm really looking forward to Sword and Shield. Uh, you know, part of me always wants to say like, have like an actual like third person action game type of thing but also like i don't know that kind of gets away from all the things that i really like about pokemon okay here's what i want I okay wanna, i want to hear what you're saying i just what, what i just thought mind? about it just popped into my head okay. which is why i'm okay. gonna say it or else i'm gonna forget it i want an indie game because okay. i don't need this to be like big budget i mean and i want it to be doom but i want it to be doom in the lavender town tower <laughs> You're just climbing the tower and you're shooting ghosts? Yes. You're throwing Pokeballs at ghosts? Yes. Totally. I mean, yeah, I can get behind that. Sure. Someone I mean, someone make this for me. If, if It's so, easy. Making video games is I, easy. I mean, if Nintendo makes it, it's probably going to be pretty fucking fun. Yeah. They've got a great track record. Well, Luigi's Mansion, but with Lavender Town. Woo. <laughs> I was not sure where that was going. It was a quiet performance. The people at home really missed out on half of that idea which was mostly you leaping backwards in your chair and screaming <laughs> it's really something yeah it's my second win i'm into that idea yeah totally luigi's mansion yeah Ooh, definitely that'd be great fun yeah. gimme 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 first person gimme uh yeah that'd be totally fun uh that's the thing is like Nintendo fucking knocks it out of the park every time. Every time. I've never, I've rarely disappointed by a Nintendo game. I didn't like that Pokemon tournament thing too much, but I don't think that was developed by Nintendo. It wasn't. Uh, like they're they just kind of know what to do and how to make a good game. Like uh, Super Mario Odyssey fucking rules. Uh, Super the new Super Smash Brothers is great. Uh, like. They're really killing it. So whatever they decide to do with it, I'm looking forward to. I just want more. I, I like oh, yeah. what they're doing. Like, I'd love to see uh, Detective Pikachu come to the Switch. Exactly. Uh, or that sort of thing. I'd love to see them bring more of the older games to the Switch. Yeah. And let me, let me over. play them legally. Let me have them. Uh, me. Very fun. Um, well, I'm very excited for our video game month. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we got coming up. Yeah. So uh, next week we're going to do P Detective Pikachu. Yep. We're going to, barring any uh, disastrous, unforeseen circumstances, we're going to record I that. I won't barf. <laughs> we're going to record that on Thursday and release it as soon as possible. Uh, and so that will be very fun. Um, <coughs> and let's see. Uh we are then after that the, uh we're going to talk about uh a, a little video game movie that we both love uh well or at least find very interesting 
the thing is, okay, so we when we were looking for things to do for this month, uh, it's tough because, like, a lot of things based on video games fucking suck. Yeah. And not in, like, a fun way that's fun to talk about. And the things that don't fucking suck and are fun to talk about have mostly been covered to death yeah. by other shows. <laughs> like, you know, like... Everyone, everyone's and their mothers talked about the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's a wild movie. I'd love to talk about it, but like for our first outing, let's. We don't need to put our hat into a ring. You know? that a thousand hats have been tossed. So we've been, so we were really scratching our, our heads. But you came up, and this is such a great idea. Uh, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, yeah. which is not a good movie. I want to be upfront. It is a bad movie, but holy shit, is it weird and yep. interesting and i love thinking about it and i love talking about it's it it's eye candy and very it's so and like and it's not even eye candy anymore no it's, it's not like <laughs> it looks like a ps3 game it, it is, is eye candy for a color palette and design that is so it's got some great designs it's got some great designs i i mean there's a lot to love about that movie just if you are a fan of weird uh cinema marginalia and that sure is so uh, we're that's gonna, us. So we're gonna talk about that, uh, and then we're gonna talk about uh, the Bioshock video game series. Uh, Mostly, probably gonna be talking about like Infinite in the first game. Yes. But we'll, we'll touch on we'll touch on the whole the whole deal. Uh, kind of, uh, yeah. Those are those are like some more modern games that we find really engaging. Uh, and then uh, wrapping up the month, we're going to talk about uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, Filmed by Edgar Wright, which is not based on a video game. It's based on a comic book. But both the comic book and the movie are so heavily video game influenced. Yep. And it's they're both made by people who obviously play and love video games. And it just felt like a really fun way to wrap up uh, our month. Because I think we both really love that movie. Yep. I have a uh, lot of affection very, for it. Very, good movie. Uh, one of Edgar Wright's best. And then that's like a really high bar. <laughs> like, he, like all, his worst movie is Hot Fuzz. And like, and that that's a great that movie. That movie's amazing. So, like, to have that be your worst film is like a crazy bar. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of our, our vague schedule for uh, Video Game Month. And uh, Vanessa... Where can we find your tired ass? You can find my tired ass uh, on Monday. Not that's not a Monday. That's a Thursday, May second mm-hmm. at ten thirty on the LRA Network with Hell the premiere yeah. of LRA Nation. You can Woo. also find a lot of the weird shit that I direct or write or shoot or edit on Hail Night Church um, on all forms of social media or Night Church on Facebook and the Brouhaha Podcast along with the upcoming Night Church Podcast. You heard it here first. Woo! Yay! Uh. You're fucking taking Hollywood by storm. You got a fucking TV show coming out this week. The day that this podcast episode drops. <laughs> so watch tonight. If you're listening to tonight. this. Tonight. Watch Vanessa on TV. Television. This is bonkers. That's a little box in your house. I don't know what to do with my body. <laughs> uh, I'm super stoked for that show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to rip. Uh, we were just watching some El Rey programming. It's a really cool channel. Hell yes. Sorry, I just saw something on my computer, and I feel like I should just invite you on air can, now. Can you share? Yes. Um, because it ties into our first season, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Okay. 
It's going to be screening Thursday, May 16th at the Egyptian Theater with introduction by Joe Dante. Oh, shit. We have to go. Yeah, definitely. And it's $12. Is that's And that's two weeks from this Thursday, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, totally. Yeah! I can't afford a ticket right now. But, but like, we're, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. The Egyptian never sells out. Totally. Uh, oh, also, speaking of really cool uh, showings, I am going to go see uh, the extended cut, rarely seen, of uh, Southland Tales like, this month. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> I uh, I think I already got my ticket. Did you buy a ticket for that? I think I, nope. I have to still. I'm gonna do it. You should. I'm gonna do it. That's only seven bucks. And like, uh, I'm so excited. I've no one outside of Can has seen this cut of Southland Tales, and uh, Richard Kelly's gonna do a Q and A. If you haven't seen Southland Tales, who boy, that movie is fucking insane. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see it. Send me the link again because I want to get that uh, too. Definitely. Uh, I will do that. But uh, but yeah. And so that's where you can find me. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Hi There HiDar. Uh, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at LocomPhenom. Uh, and as always, thank you very much to Jorge Riverall and Luke Van Tress for our artwork and theme song respectively. You guys fucking rock we love you i I think of you every time i look at uh the art and uh listen to the theme song and i'm so happy every time i really love it kisses (laughs) to you both uh so yeah uh and yeah we love you guys and thank you so much for listening uh and if you can uh send us a little Rate and review. And a little rate and review. Rate and review. Uh, Maybe a little subscribe, something uh, like that. Uh, Really helps us out. Uh, And yeah, and uh, that's it for us. I'm really trailing off ending this episode.